0: Today in the show, we're talking about avoiding lifestyle inflation until when. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name is Courtney. I'm your host. And this week, as always, I'm joined with my co-host, Trevor. And today in the show, we're talking about avoiding lifestyle inflation until when. So this
1: show was an inspiration from, and everyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm a huge fan of Reddit a user form on the internet called Reddit. It is, there's a lot of, okay, there's a lot of crap in there, but there's also, there's also a lot of good stuff in there. And uh, I subscribe to a, a subreddit. These are sort of within this big user form called Reddit. There's all these uh, individual forms with different topics. So I subscribe to one called Personal Finance Canada, and I enjoy reading it. People ask questions and people get in predicaments and how they get out of it. And this question was asked in there and I, there wasn't a whole lot of answers, but it got my, the wheels turning in my head to think, well, this is a really good question. Avoid lifestyle inflation. Okay. Anyone who's trying to build wealth, reach financial independence, sort of grow financially. Uh, one of the main things you could do is avoid lifestyle inflation, but until when is a really good question. When you desist forever, is, is there sort of a finish line? So in this episode, we're going to actually dig into this.
0: I love this show topic. First of all, we covered lifestyle inflation back in episode 39, I believe, so a while ago. And we, of course, love revisiting topics as well that we haven't touched on in a while, but that are still super relevant, super important, and should always be a part of our daily financial uh, mindset and the way that we live just financially day to day. So I love that we're focusing on this topic today and that until one piece, I mean, that is, you're, you are right, that's such an important way to approach the question because if anyone's listened, been here long enough, we sometimes talk about the concept of kind of maintaining that student lifestyle as soon as you get out of school. You, you're, you're used to living that low-cost lifestyle and and how can we push that lifestyle further? And so, I mean, this whole episode, that's, that's kind of where it's coming from, right, Trevor? Like, don't, like, I mean, you could be 45 and still living a, the same lifestyle you were living back when you just graduated university or college. So this episode, this episode's very important. Well, a little
1: spoiler alert. If you have to ask until when, then I don't think you're doing a lifestyle, avoiding lifestyle inflation the right way if you're if it's misery if you're going through misery avoiding lifestyle inflation meaning you're waiting for some finish line some date in the future when you can stop doing this then you have taken the wrong approach to avoiding lifestyle inflation.
0: No, and that's a good point and definitely something I want to address in this episode as well. I'm gonna run through the things that we are diving into today the things we will be focusing on as we talk about avoiding lifestyle inflation until when so we're going to talk about what is lifestyle inflation then we're going to talk about the problem with lifestyle inflation next we're going to talk about how to avoid lifestyle inflation and finally we're gonna wrap up by saying by talking about Uh, Avoiding lifestyle inflation until when? So this is the key part where we're going to answer that question, the until when question. So Trevor, let's start off with with the big question. What is lifestyle inflation exactly?
1: I think for me, lifestyle inflation is when you artificially add unnecessary things to your life that are not, they're not necessary. So if you're in the wealth building stage of, of life, I don't think $65,000 trucks or luxurious things have a place that you you can't, you can't, ha- okay, there's an expression out there. You can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. So if you do want early financial independence, and I think everyone should be striving for that, even if you don't retire early, you will have a, an incredibly low stress life by chasing early financial independence. So, I think to avoid lifestyle inflation is I to, in me it, it for me if I were to define this you're buying things to impress you're buying things you don't need to impress people you don't know or don't care about so unless you ha- unless you have a, a a need for a truck to pull a trailer like say you have an RV or you're a contractor or you you, you do odd jobs on the weekend if you're driving a truck around as a car, you've inflated your life from basic transportation to opulence. So that's an ex. And I, I, I focus on a car because it's a big ticket item. Same thing with a house. If you buy a house beyond your needs and beyond the needs you'll ever have, you, you've inflated your lifestyle. If you wear excessive, expensive clothing that that just doesn't make sense given your age, given your income, that's lifestyle inflation. Lifestyle inflation can show up in every aspect of your life, every aspect, your hobbies, your day-to-day existence.
0: So I I just want to clarify one specific point around this because I don't think you explicitly mentioned this, but you mostly talked about our needs. So just kind of having things, consuming things that are beyond our needs, but does that mean consuming or spending money on things that we don't have the money for, that we're, whether we're living on credit or, or by other means.
1: Well, that, that's, a, that's even worse. I'm assuming your lifestyle is inflating as your income grows. That, that, that's, if, if you're doing this on credit, I mean, you're, that's wrong on, on so many levels. I'm just assuming lifestyle inflation generally unfolds like this. You, you get a job right out of school, and you, you, d- you design a life that consumes all that income every penny. And then as you get promotions or just wage increases, you, you find things to add to your life to, to ab- absorb that extra income. And just say you're a, a husband and wife and one of you furthered your education and you got a, a higher paying job and a different career path. The, a lot of times that's when you would open the door to buying a bigger home or moving to a better neighborhood. Again, you're inflating your lifestyle. You're inflating it to consume all of the income you earn.
0: So I feel like this phenomenon is... And, and I, I just
1: want to say that remember the, the very simple personal finance formula. Spend less than you earn and invest the difference. Yes. You know, that that's personal finance summarized in a very one, one sentence. And... Lifestyle inflation actually goes against that basic formula
0: But I I feel like this this phenomena of lifestyle inflation is not only Very commonly seen but it's normalized and it's also Something that is almost expected at a societal level
1: Well, it, it depends on the circles of people you run with right I, I run with people who are very frugal you know, the circles, my, my social circles are with frugal people. That's by design. I, 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 don't, I, can't, I don't want to keep up with people who are living an opulent lifestyle. So, I, and those tend to be, uh, I'm going to say, inflated lifestyles. That I, I, remember, my whole thing in life is I live for optimization, meaning streamlining everything in my life. I, I find it a challenge, and I enjoy that challenge. Lifestyle inflation is the opposite of optimization.
0: Now that makes sense. And I, I want to kind of go back to the early beginnings of, of lifestyle inflation. And I have a question for you in particular about your experiences, but a more broad general question is if you don't, so if, if you kind of fall into that lifestyle inflation trap, I mean, we've talked about this here on the show before, but it is hard to kind of digress backwards and Kind of trade in that big truck for that more um, economical car. So, I mean, once you get stuck on that lifestyle inflation treadmill, how challenging is it to jump off and 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 decrease or deflate your lifestyle?
1: So, anyone who's ha- who started a family, they they go one or two ways. They so just you've your husband and wife. You got no kids. You're living a comfortable life. All of a sudden, you have children. So, all of a sudden you have more costs in your life and it goes one of two ways. You either spend, you find maybe a better paying job and, and, and that gets gobbled up in your added expenses or you optimize some aspect of your life. Like for instance, just say you, your husband and wife, you drive two brand new cars and you start a family and you've got added costs because you started a family. Well, what I would suggest to somebody was you know sell both your cars, buy used ones, and you you 've just stripped a car payment out of your life, and you now have extra money to support your family that that 's a way now to your question is that painful uh, it's probably pretty painful for most people
0: yeah no that's uh, that, that and that makes sense for you personally. Were you always were you aware of the phenomena of lifestyle inflation back in your twenties when you were just finishing up school and you were entering the I want to call it maybe the adult phase of your life was was that something you're aware of or if you weren't aware of it when did you come when did you become aware of it and if you weren't aware of it then did you fall victim to it or did you naturally just kind of live a life that that wasn't necessarily inflated
1: I I became aware of it as I seen people I would friends of mine who would come of age, meaning, you know, you become an adult. And I noticed them sort of passing me by in terms of acquiring things, acquiring new cars, you know, uh, investing in hobbies, uh, buying large homes. I felt I was being passed by these people. They were they were moving along the, the journey of life faster than me or or, or in a different direction. And I, I was pretty Happy and at peace with the the speed at which I was traveling and the things I was acquiring that I needed, not wanted. And it was only then that I started to ask the question: You know, I wonder why they bought that car, or I wonder why they bought that home, or I wonder, you know, why they're interested in scuba diving. You know, they they only get a chance to do it, you know, so infrequently, and it seems so expensive. I wonder, and I, I just kept asking, and eventually I, I come to the realization. They're just inflating their lifestyle
0: it's interesting hearing you say that because you say now as someone who um, is getting ready to retire who isn't in a in a very well like a very well off um, financial situation because you are financially independent and as as a listener i mean I'm thinking to myself well, it makes sense that you trevor are okay with Um, with not succumbing to lifestyle inflation because you are in this great position. You have confidence in the way that you've led your life to get to where you are. And you can kind of look back with with fondness about your journey. So it's really interesting hearing you say that you could even have that perspective as a young 20-year-old and you kind of look forward to the future and then look to what their actions as well and see maybe the soon-to-be-resulting negative consequences.
1: Well, like I said at the beginning, if you're avoiding lifestyle inflation and it it represents misery to you, then I suggest you don't do it. And I also suggest you don't choose early financial independence in life because those two things are not going to go together that well. So it really, it comes down to, I enjoyed optimizing my life. I, I, I got gratification out of that. Somebody would find that work miserable, That's they, they, they would view that as a struggle. You know, to, the idea of making do is a challenge for me. I love that challenge. I love trying to do a home improvement project with just a handful of tools, a handful of basic tools. I take pride in knowing I did this with, with just the basics, you know, and, and, and I, you have to get creative and you have to get resourceful and inventive, but I love that challenge.
0: Now that, I know I, that, that I, I agree that you have to like the nuances of the certain lifestyle you are living. And it sounds to me like you, you understood at that age and still understand now that you are doing something that in order to do something that no one else is doing, you have to do something that no one else, you say that saying so much, what is that saying? You, <laughs> yeah. did, you say it so, so much you, better.
1: If you want something nobody else has, you have to be willing to do something nobody else does.
0: Yes, I can never get that right. How many t- how many times? I can never get that right. But yes, and and that's and that that's exactly I think what is at play when it comes to lifestyle inflation and I I just want to circle back to one final thing before we do move on to the problem with lifestyle inflation and you mentioned that the circles that you run and they kind of have a similar outlook on financial life and their financial goals and their values are very similar to your own, but and I mean I am sure everyone listening to this today as well tries to maintain similar circles which is which is fantastic for achieving your financial goals. But we we would be kind of uh, we would be it'd be naive to assume that there is not those societal influences and pressures all around us whether it be um, mass marketing, whether it be our colleagues, whether it be our neighbors. I mean, we are inundated with I think the information that we should want more, we should want that bigger house. We should want that more expensive car. And I mean, I just think it's the way that our society operates that we're always trying to climb that, that, that like fear, like fear, like that imaginary ladder, um, to, to get, to get more and to, to, to just have more. Well, you know,
1: I'm not inundated with marketing and stuff. If you look at my Facebook feed, my Instagram feed or my Twitter feed, it is filled with with people who are interested in, in the FIRE movement, uh, financial independence, retire early. It, it's, I, you know, I read Mr. Money Mustache post every time he puts one out. I, these are the things I surround myself. I listen to the Minimalist podcast every single week. I just, my life is surrounded by, you know, so the media that comes to me is all geared to avoiding lifestyle inflation. So I'm not being, I I don't get the marketing and the media coming at me that would motivate me to do something different because I'm not interested in that. That that being in my Twitter feed or my Facebook feed would would be just noise. I I don't even want to see that or read
0: it. So it sounds like you take a very intentional, very deliberate action in your day-to-day life to ensure that the information consume and the the inputs and the opinions of others that you hear are really ones that support your life philosophy.
1: You know, Reddit, talking about Reddit at the beginning of the show, personal finance subreddit, I, I read it and sometimes I'll see a question in there that is, you know, should I buy a BMW or a Range Rover? You know, some, you know, outrageous question. I'll read it for pure entertainment so I'm aware of what people are doing I'm aware of the thought process that that, that people are going through you know it, when you hear people are, are are debating whether they should buy this or that and they're quoting all sorts of statistics and and specs and model numbers and last year's versus this year's they and you get down in the nuance of the weeds this is people trying to go through some sort of elaborate justification process to buy something they're they are going through such a justification that they're reaching out to strangers on Reddit to think, you know, which one should I buy? This one or that one? And I, I don't, I, I feel like saying neither. Sometimes I wanna you know, post on it, but I don't because I know it'll just, it won't go anywhere given the, all the feedback that's going into that question at the time. But when you hear people going through elaborate justifications, I, I know they're inflating their
0: lifestyle. Yeah, no, definitely, and I that I'm glad you brought up that justification piece because we've ta- we've dedicated a whole episode to talking about justification, and that is very key when it comes to uh, justification behind why it's okay to inflate your lifestyle. And with with that in mind, let's let's move on to talking. Well, and you
1: know, just with that justification, when I hear someone going through elaborate justifications, comparing the 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 most insignificant specs between two whatevers. I think this is somebody who deep down probably doesn't want to do this. And maybe I should say neither. I should say, you know, don't buy it. You're, you know, do you really need it? But when I, when I hear people going, reaching out to strangers, which one should I buy? They, they maybe, maybe they need that little push to say neither that, that maybe I should do that.
0: Yeah, no. And in and, and saying that, maybe that is the, maybe that is what is needed too. That's Yeah. So with that in mind, let's talk about the problem with lifestyle inflation. We, we know there is a problem with it, but you've highlighted four of the key main overarching problems that come along with lifestyle inflation. And the first one being it happens gradually.
1: Yeah, this this sneaks up on you and it, it sneaks up on you in a, a very subtle way. And it, just, you know, we're against using credit. You know, consumer credit is a bad thing. Well, you can accomplish lifestyle inflation with every little incremental increase in your paycheck and 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 stay off the the credit card bandwagon and feel like you're doing the right thing because hey I'm not borrowing any money to do this but you're you you're ignoring that basic formula spend less than you earn invest the difference mm-hmm. that's not happening as you it, most most people will in our society today will they quite often they, they have a lifestyle they want, you know, they, they have a vision of a lifestyle they want and it's, it's probably a inflated lifestyle and they go searching for the income that will deliver that lifestyle. And I think wouldn't the world be a better place if you went and found a job you really enjoyed work that meant something to you and you designed a lifestyle that that income could deliver, you know, that we, we tend to look at it the opposite way.
0: No. And I, I agree with that. And do you think there would be less stress? Do you think we'd be a less stressed society if we knew, if we did operate the other way?
1: Oh, I think a hundred percent. You, you would be, you would not, you would, less people would be in soul crushing jobs if you pursued it the from the opposite angle. You know, don't design the lifestyle first, design the career path first. And then once you've got into something you think you could really do and enjoy and and find joy doing, then you design a lifestyle that that income will deliver.
0: The second problem with lifestyle inflation is that it can impact your future goals. So again,
1: I go back to that formula, spend less than you earn, invest the difference. This doesn't show up until it's almost too late. You know, once you've designed the lifestyle and you've lived this inflated lifestyle for many years, and you, you've—it's consumed all of the income you can possibly earn. You're, you're not gonna be able to. Early retirement would come off the table completely if you succumb to an extended, lifestyle-inflated lifestyle. So, I, I just think your future goals. If you, the, here's the problem: is you most people who, who choose to inflate their lifestyle their goals are not well defined their goals are not that important their goals have not been given that much consideration if there's any goals at all if you have a goal goals in life then they would be lifestyle inflation would come second to those
0: no and 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 kind of speaking to that i when it when it comes to kind of using up every cent that you that you earn to to in kind of fuel that inflated lifestyle um even I, the, the economy is can, can shift and, and job loss can occur. And that would be a huge setback in even if there, an individual were to have goals set in place, that would be losing your job would really impact any of those, those goals that were set in place. Number three is, so the third problem with lifestyle inflation is the new normal will become normal. And this
1: is where the The biggest one is driving a a new car, always having a new car or a leased car. Once you you do this for a, a long enough period of time, it, that becomes the it, it. takes something huge to push you off that new normal. So the new normal, it, just say here's here's the. I know people that have house cleaners, people that come in and clean their house. So they they don't they're so busy they don't have time to clean their own houses, and once you, you pay someone to come in and clean your house, clean your toilet and clean your shower and do all that housework, once that becomes normal in your life, and that is a, another aspect of an inflated lifestyle, once, once that becomes normal, then good luck undoing that. You know, good luck rolling your sleeves up and doing your, cleaning your own mess. It, that becomes really hard. It, it becomes almost degrading, it would appear. Or, it, okay, when my kids were younger, we had a pop-up tent trailer, and we we had a ton of fun in that thing. And if if I would have upgraded, inflated my lifestyle to a a travel trailer, like you know, a, like a house trailer, like a it's got a bathroom and, and and it's all fully enclosed, air conditioning even. If I would have inflated my lifestyle to that, and then decided and then needed a truck to pull it. Okay, so there's an inflated lifestyle. It's so family vacation. I get a a, a house trailer and a, a truck to pull it there's no there's no going back to that tent trailer there's not a chance like that that's almost impossible like how do you how do you even convince your kids that this is a good idea right Like <laughs> <laughs> forget your wife your spouse or your, your husband like so once you take that that step just say you have a truck so just say you've got you know my the thing i hate the most you got this truck and every once in a while, it's super handy to throw something in the back of it. Like every six months, you you make a run to the dump. And boy, that's handy having that truck. Or you help a, a buddy move. Or you, you have to pick up a, a little bit of lumber at the, the home center. Uh, and, and having that truck, you know, it, it became handy. All of a sudden, you decide, okay, I can't afford this truck and achieve my goals. I got to get rid of it. You'll start running down the road of all the things you can't do now if I get rid of this truck. So once you bring these, these things into your life, or just say you, you had an ATV and you are out with, with some people ATVing every weekend, you're going to sit back and say, well, what am I going to do on the weekends if I can't ATV or, or a snowmobile? Like, if, you, if you strip these into your life, you're gonna, all you're going to see is a void. So that new normal becomes dangerous.
0: So I was going to save this question for later, but I'm going to ask it now because it's it's a, it's at the top of my mind. And so you described an air conditioned travel trailer, you described having an ATV, and then obviously described kind of taking those components away. But I mean, if I'm living a life and I don't have an, an air conditioned travel, travel trailer or an ATV, I mean, those sound like great new additions. So I want to talk about that deprivation piece. I mean, I I I can assume that you Trevor would wouldn't mind uh, taking an air conditioned travel travel trailer over maybe like a pop up tent uh, any day of the week. But where where does the okayness? Is it really just about your financial goals that help fuel your okayness and really remove that emotion of deprivation?
1: Well, if if camping in a travel in a pop up tent trailer. If that makes your life really suck, I mean, if that is misery for you, then maybe that aspect of your life needs to be evaluated. Maybe, maybe the problem is, it's just say, if you had this travel trailer and this truck, your family vacations would be so awesome. They'd be so memorable. This, this would be life-changing. You can have that conversation about that. But then don't have the same conversation saying, you know, if we had one more bedroom, you know, if our house was just a little bit bigger, boy, all the kids would be so happy, right? And just say, if we had two brand new cars, you know, I know we got one new one, one used one, but if they were both new, they would be so trouble-free. I mean, we know they'd start every time and there'd be no question about, we we could take any car anywhere. Like... If you start doing this in every aspect of your life, so you could convince me that our vacations would be awesome if we had a travel trailer. And unfortunately we need a truck to pull the travel trailer. If that's the only aspect of your life you were inflating, if that was it, if you drew the line there and said, you know, we are going to camp every weekend of the summer and we are just going to use this, we're going to use this trailer up like, like nobody's business. We're going to be in and out of this thing constantly. Then, I I don't know if that's a lifestyle inflation that that it, it, it's doing it in every aspect of your life. That's when it becomes a problem.
0: And I I really like that distinction because it, it kind of it, it illustrates that I mean su- suffering in in in, in 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 an area of your life is not essentially what lifestyle inflation is about. It's just about not kind of. Uh, aiming and, and and aiming for all of these areas of inflation every aspect of your life it goes back to what you said at the beginning of the episode that quote i cannot quote but all right you can't you can have everything you can't have everything you want but i'm still not going to quote it right <laughs> that
1: quote <laughs> well you know something a lot of people get the travel bug right they, they get the travel bug and they they go on a, a really nice trip somewhere in europe of course you can't travel right now but just just say you did and then all of a sudden you find yourself going on a trip every single year, like an international trip, you get on a plane to another continent. That's, a, that's a form of lifestyle inflation, right? It, it, opulent travel. Like th- those trips, again, if you're trying to build wealth and reach early financial independence, those trips should be the exception, not the rule. They should be the, the once every, you know, I, I, mean, I won't say once in a lifetime, but once in a decade trip or once every five year trip though, if you find yourself going to an all-inclusive just every single year, I'm going to say that that could be, you know, depending on how much of your income that consumes, that could represent lifestyle inflation.
0: No, and and that makes sense. And I I don't want to sidetrack us too much, but I have one more question about this. And if you get a taste of traveling to Europe, just that kind of that one taste is. And then you obviously, who was not going to enjoy traveling to Europe under under um, travel conditions, good travel conditions, of course. But so in your personal life, Trevor, are you are you, is is it does it come to self control? I mean, if we if we have that one taste of that trip, are we going to want to just keep going back every year? Or if you kind of understand lifestyle inflation, are you okay then not to go back every single year?
1: Well, just know it's a trade off. If you're going to do that kind of travel every single year then it goes back to you can have anything you want. You just can't have everything you want. So don't want all the other inflated lifestyle type of things like vehicles and houses and, and don't want to retire early maybe. Like t- take these things off the table, Reevaluate what what you really want out of life. And if, if travel is your thing, if that is the thing that makes you tick, then make it your thing, but just don't want all the other stuff.
0: No, I, I like that. I love that clarification. So last but not least in this, our four-item list of the problem with lifestyle inflation. We've talked about this already a little bit, but the fourth problem is undoing lifestyle inflation is painful.
1: And I've gone through this on a very small scale. Everyone who's listening knows I bought a brand new car in my 20s. My first car was a brand new car. And I, I did it because everyone was doing it, right? It seemed like the right thing to do. Who would buy a used car? Everyone's buying new at least everyone I was around was. And my, my next car, the next car I bought, what a letdown. I mean, I remember looking at it and say, this is terrible. I got, I've just dropped, a, obviously a used car costs money. I just dropped a huge amount of money to get something that's like flawed in so many ways. And it was a horrible experience getting that first used car. I was miserable buying it. And Actually, what happened is I, my my first brand new car. I kept it so long that by the time I had children, it was kind of a sporty car. My kids wouldn't fit in it, so I had to I had to sell it and buy a van. And so, so buying selling a sporty <laughs> car and buying a van is kind of a, a bit of a letdown <laughs> in itself. But it, because I was having a family, I was more than happy to do it. But it was used, so it was kind of a double whammy. You know, I I, I was and I remember being very depressed about this, this new vehicle coming into my life. And people will ask me, oh, how do you like your new car? And I said, it's not new. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it used. I go, but it's new to you. It's still not new. <laughs> but then then after that, my next used, my next new used car, I was super excited. I couldn't wait. You know, I was so excited to drive it. I, I, I just loved it. Ever, not ever since then, every used car has been just a dream. To, I, I get excited. And so... It, that that was my experience with the pain of, of reversing lifestyle inflation. And it, it was terrible.
0: But moral of the story, I mean, obviously a used car is going to last you quite a few years. So, I mean, that pain, I'm sure, didn't go away overnight. But, I mean, from the time that you got that first new used car to the second new used car, your kind of mind shift had shifted. So it kind of demonstrates that it's not impossible to reverse that process to deflate your lifestyle and know that the pain of that process will be inevitable, but that it is doable.
1: It is, but just it's uncomfortable to do it. It really is. And I think that the more integral that thing is in your life. So I think uh, reversing lifestyle inflation in a home that I think place you live, I think that becomes real challenging. So oh, yeah. to, to, to go to a smaller home in, a, in maybe a less desirable neighborhood and a, maybe a, a worse school associated with that neighborhood and to, to downgrade that, I think because it's, it, it touches so many aspects of your life, I think that would be even more painful. So in buying a home, I would caution you to, to move slowly.
0: Yes, no, that's, that, that makes sense. So I want to move now on to talking about how to avoid lifestyle inflation. We talked about the problem with it, but how can we actually avoid it? Because, I mean, at this point, we know that it is something we should want to avoid. So Trevor, you've put together five great points about how to actually avoid that. So the first one is avoid comparisons.
1: So just know that you have different goals than everybody.
0: No, no, no
1: two people have the same goals in life. Other than, well, hopefully you and your, your, life partner have the same goals, but everybody else in the world, different goals. They're slightly different, vastly different, but they're different. So if you're comparing yourself to anybody, you have to sort of take what they're doing and what you're doing. You almost have to do algebra and say and you're solving for X, right? Well, and the X is going to be your goals. Like So comparisons are terrible i did them in my younger years and it, it made me miserable and i've always said this nobody nobody sees your uh vanguard index fund on your front lawn like nobody knows your the retirement savings you've got so if you're just comparing assets you've acquired to your neighbors if you're chasing financial independence yours are going to pale in comparison every single time
0: no, that's, that's a fabulous point. Um, Number two, the second way we can avoid a lifestyle infl- inflation is have a documented plan. We talk about this all the time, but how does this come into play when we're talking about lifestyle inflation?
1: So when things get hard and uncomfortable, this will remind you why you're doing what you're doing. You know, th- this will remind you why you're buying a used car. I could go out and buy a brand new car and just one drive to the car lot, a new car lot, pick out the color, pick out the trim, the sport package, done. You're buying a used car, you're, you're visiting five, six, seven, eight, maybe 10 different car lots trying to find that, that diamond in the rough. So you have to, you, you need something to remind you why you're doing this. And if early financial independence is your thing, then you have to break that down into bite-sized pieces and sort of as you reach plateaus in achieving your goals, it'll keep you motivated, but a documented plan, you know, in the form of a, uh, I have a financial planning budget. So we talk about, we talk about budgets and your day managing your day-to-day expenses, but I also have a budget that stretches out five, 10, 15 years, and it's got what I hope to accomplish in in those timeframes. And that's the kind of documented plan I'm talking about.
0: And I'm guessing when we're talking about a documented plan, that keeps i must keep away that that feeling of of maybe the feeling that you feel when you've been kind of doing something or or living a certain lifestyle for a, a while and maybe not feeling like you are quote unquote growing in the sense of 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 a, a, attain, obtaining more, and it could probably, I'm sure, it gets you out of that light, that kind of that mind space. And Trevor, with your, I mean, you're you're reaching the end of your working career. Um, oh, I think it's it, maybe it's it's safe to make the assumption that you have experienced um some some uh some some uh, financial growth within your career. Um, as like I'm sure everyone else listening to this who has progressed through career, I, I I'm guessing was it throughout those kind of transitions in your in your working career. When you did receive those 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 maybe those increases, was it? I'm sure it didn't. You it wasn't second nature to to say to yourself, "Oh, I'm going to increase my lifestyle." Was was that just when you reached that kind of comfortable place where you you all your needs were being met? That increase, I'm sure, didn't. It wasn't a kind of a tug at your. At your remote, at your financial heart, every time that you receive that increase, and and wondering what you could do differently in your life, like I'm, I'm sure it gets easier, is what I want to say when you're venturing into this place where you're not toying with the idea of lifestyle inflation.
1: Well, for an example, every time I got a, a promotion or a, a a wage increase of any kind, I just looked at it and said, "Oh, I'll be able to pay my mortgage off even faster," and that's where that money went. It didn't. I didn't say, "Oh." I think I might be able to afford a larger home with that, or I could pay off this car even sooner. That's how I viewed that extra money. And I always have, you know, I could, that's just going to speed things up in terms of my, my dreams and aspirations have just been moved forward. Not what can I fill? What void can I fill with this extra money?
0: I love that that is so powerful because you can still get excited about these uh, these pieces of growth within your professional career but few but fuel that that wage increase towards something very productive which goes back to the point that we're on right now of having a documented plan and I'm sure you only were able to make those really those decisions with with those wage increases because you had your goals fully documented and fully laid out in front of you so let's move on to talking um, about point number three of five with how to avoid lifestyle inflation. And point number three, and we've talked about this already, but it's worth mentioning mentioning again, associate with like-minded people.
1: So people can drag you down or pull you up. And here's a little story that happened to me. So I, I was talking to a coworker who's he was thinking about getting a Tesla. This is an all-electric car. And he was telling me all the things teslas do and they're just magical machines and they're there's they're they're trouble free and they're just remarkable and he had me just salivating over (laughs) teslas i was wondering what color i was gonna get so i was so taken and this guy's a bit of a salesman and he he had me just whipped up into a frenzy i'm thinking tesla yes that's that's what's missing i need a tesla and i was out mountain biking with a couple of friends of mine who are frugal by nature and i I started talking about teslas to these guys and the first thing my one friend said is oh you're not happy with your honda crv anymore and i thought well i am pretty happy with my honda (laughs) crv it actually got us to this mountain biking location so uh what's your crv not doing for you anymore and i couldn't answer that question and that was an example. One person was dragging me down; almost had my money down on a Tesla—not really, but he was really pumping it up. And then my other friends were saying, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Put the brakes on! Pump the brakes! What? what what's all this Tesla talk? You know, you're you, you're getting around just nicely in the car you own." And I was just making a conversation. I, I I was just curious what their thoughts on Teslas were. I must have been a little amped up because <laughs> clearly they felt the need to, to talk me down. So. But that, that's an example. That—that That is a real life example that that happened.
0: Now, that's that perfectly demonstrates uh, the example of what lifestyle inflation does look like in our lives and how the people we surround ourselves with do make an impact. So point number four of five is we a, So how to avoid lifestyle inflation. Point number four is focus on percentages, not absolute dollars. So what what does this point mean? So if you're
1: working on a budget and, and you're saying, you know, uh, a certain percentage of your income goes to transportation and a certain percentage of your income goes to housing and a certain percent goes to maybe travel and vacation. If you work with percentages and not absolute dollars, then I think you can, this is a way of not gobbling up because because a certain percentage of your income is going to go to savings, right? So this is a way of not gobbling up every penny you get in wage increases. So if you focus on percentages rather than absolute dollars, there's a percentage that's always going to be going to your future savings that your future self is going to thank you for. And if you really focus on those percentages and always keep them aligned and those percentages are working with your goals and dreams and aspirations, then that will, that will keep you out of the sort of help you stay out of the lifestyle inflation mindset where you, you're you not saying, do I have an extra, you know, a year in this promotion I got, what am I going to do with it? Well, if you focus on the percentages, well, it's going to limit what you can do with it because a big percentage is going to go to savings as, as always has a big percentage gone to your savings.
0: I love that percentage piece. I mean, and that is something that is applicable to everyone listening to this today. We can all take percentages and apply that to our life and, and, and regardless of the income that we make. So I, I, it's very applicable. Last but not least, and this is my favorite point in this list of how to avoid lifestyle inflation, and it is embrace the process.
1: So embrace the process of building wealth. Find some aspect of it that you can embrace. That's if it's misery, then don't do it. Don't chase financial independence. Just live your life. Don't be miserable. It's not worth it. But if you want financial independence, find some aspect of the process and embrace it. Be, become like an expert in it. If if it's minimalism, just deep dive into minimalism and make that your thing. Right. Just if, if it's if it's buying secondhand everything, like, or second-hand clothes, second-hand cars, embrace and, and become an expert. Create a situation, you, people come to me and say, can you help me buy a used car? People come to me and ask me that all the time. I, I get asked that a lot. Can you help me or give me some guidance in buying a used car? I must look like, or talk like a used car expert. And so I... I I love that I've become this resident expert in, in that aspect of life, right? That, that it, some people are just super resourceful on, on renovating their home. I have a, a brother-in-law who, who can go out and pick up some skids from the back of a factory and turn it into a home improvement. Like it would blow your mind. And I ask him stuff all the time. Like, how would you go about doing this? How would, you? and he loves talking about that stuff. So Embrace the process, that that is so important. If you want to avoid lifestyle inflation in even some aspect of your life, em- embrace uh, some aspect of of creating a scenario where you spend less than you earn.
0: So th- that it concludes us talking about how to avoid lifestyle inflation, but the most important piece of this episode, well not the most important piece, but a really key piece of this episode is until when? Avoid lifestyle inflation until when? So, Trevor, you mentioned the percentages, not absolute dollars, as a factor on how to avoid lifestyle inflation, but and, and another key piece is, is, is when, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, it's not probably realistic to live that, that lifestyle that we were maintaining right out of post-secondary, trying to still live like a student. So this is
1: for the people who just it is misery right living an uninflated lifestyle is just misery and so you want to know when 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 can i finally open the purse strings and just treat myself to something shiny right you want that well that that's what i'm not a fan of this i think you don't need to go here but it's for some people it's important
0: for sure and and this is definitely i like you're saying i don't want to say a realistic perspective but definitely one of those sides that is worth addressing and i i before we do into, go into this list of three items um you mentioned something really key about um kind of shiny like having something shiny and i, I just I, I thought it was worth mentioning and touching on the the that kind of component that often comes in of oh I deserve it or I'm worth it to purchasing something new and or I most this is obviously the biggest one when we're talking about lifestyle inflation I think is oh I got that promotion I deserve item x I deserve experience x and I think that can be a very dangerous place to to be in
1: a very slippery slope
0: yes so number 1 um in our list of avoid lifestyle inflation until when is when you have a positive net worth, you can start.
1: Yeah. So when you when you have more assets than liabilities in life, so your net worth is you take all the things you own that if you were to sell them and liquidate them, you would have this much cash. And you take all the money you owe, all the debt. So you subtract all the things you own that you could and be honest with yourself, realistically sell, including your home, your car, everything. This is what it's worth. And if I liquidated it, I'd have this much cash, and you have this much debt. And when that number is positive, so you subtract your assets from your liabilities, when that's a positive number, I think that's when you can you can begin to, if you have to, again, I'm not a proponent of this, but you can start to entertain some kind of lifestyle inflation. Other than, at that point, you you've probably designed a life where you, you can spend less than you earn and invest the difference. That's why I'm, I'm waiting till then to start inflating one's lifestyle because you've already designed some sort of life that works.
0: Point number two is when the math says you can. And so
1: if you've got a documented budget and a documented plan and, and just some basic spreadsheet skills, you can figure out. Okay, if I want to retire here at some date in the future, and I I'm earning this much money and my life costs this much money, you can do some pretty rough math, basic spreadsheet skills, and figure out is that doable. So if if you can hit your retirement date with some money to spare, then clearly you got room to inflate your life. That that if again if you have to and the math says you can, then I guess you can.
0: How big was, and I know we have one point left, but I I, I want to ask this right now because I think it fits in nicely right now. But I mean, I'm I'm guessing you've maintained the same lifestyle for quite a, a while. I'm assuming you've been in your home for qu- quite a while now, uh, raising your family. So I'm assuming there's a lot of stability is what I want to call it in your uh, both Uh, personal and financial life so you obviously worked your way there from a young 20 year old uh, because obviously growth I think is inevitable but did you ever have a I'm here moment like I this is this is all I need I'm content with with the home I'm in with the cars I have with with the with the assets that I have with did you ever hit that moment, or was it was it was is your life really designed around a math equation and and the math doesn't work, so you just kind of are living that way i mean i i I know you do have that mindset of efficiency and 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 minimalism mindset as well and so that obviously is a contributing factor, but i all throughout this episode we've kind of talked about that oh, if it just had that extra item, I would be happy so how did you? Get to this kind of stasis state that you're at, where you you knew that what you ha- where that the, the level of, of inflation that you had um, achieved was 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 perfectly okay.
1: So here's how my mindset kind of worked me me and my wife. So we yeah. have three we had three ch- three children. We have three children, and so we have we're young parents. We buy a house, and we know we we have three ch- kids, and we know we want to educate them. Uh, post-secondary, like college or university education. And we're going to finance that 100%. There's no way my kids are going to graduate with any student loan of any kind. And I I don't want to inherit any student loan. So we worked the numbers back. And so in order for my kids, for for me to cash flow my kids' education, I needed to be mortgage-free. I knew that. So we, at that point, me and my wife said, okay, we got to pay this house off in 15 years in order in, in which time they'll be leaving for school. So we buckled down and we upped our mortgage payments and put down lump sums and all that stuff. And we paid our house off in 15 years. And then we took that money. So a very inflated mortgage payments and lump sums on mortgages. It, it, we took, we clearly, we lived 15 years, not needing that extra money. So we said, well, let's, we're going to put that money toward cash-flowing the kids' education. So we did that. And then the kids all graduated from school. And then we realized, okay, we haven't needed this money for 20, 25 years. So why all of a sudden do we need this extra money to live our lives? We, we haven't needed it up till now, and our life hasn't really sucked <laughs> at, <laughs> at all. In fact, we've been pretty happy. So why all of a sudden do we need this money do we need to inject this money into our lifestyle now? And so we said, let's save that money for retirement we'll and we'll retire early. And that money just went into invest investments. And lo and behold, the you know some basic spreadsheet skills, I said, well, this is gonna this is gonna work out remarkably well. So we just looked at our life current our, our life was we we enjoyed our life through all those years. so, adding opulence to our life at at the point where our kids were educated and on their own that would have accomplished like i don't know that i would have been any happier or my life would have been any better cuz it was already pretty good
0: so if if i'm getting this right it sounds like it was it was just by design necessity by design that you kind of really Led this life of 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 course there's intentionality behind it no no questions asked there but it was more just by design that you needed that that money was going towards one thing and then it's going towards another thing and now the intentionality is shone through tenfold because you have intentionally decided to not increase your lifestyle and and, and save that money so it's that's it's kind of it's kind of uh, it was a little bit of of, of kind of forced forced lifestyle inflation if you really kind of look at it through a microscope but then of course like you said the 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 savings was was that opportunity when your kids have finished school was the time where you made that that decision
1: you know if you look at your life all the time and and look for what is missing from your life if you look at what's not here what 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 is missing a boat I don't have a <laughs> boat I can't believe I've gone this long without a <laughs> boat you know if you look at your life and say what is missing from my life all the time then your life will be constantly you you will be subjected to lifestyle inflation but if, if you can look at your life and say you know this is pretty good you know I, I I really like what's going on here if you can look at your life that way and not see not 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 have an eye for what's missing, but see what you do have, all the things you do have, then I, I think you will avoid lifestyle inflation painlessly.
0: It's it's interesting hearing you say it, it that way because it really shines a light on how, how much of a mindset and a mindset and kind of I don't know, kind of seeking gratitude in what you do have, um, that lifestyle inflation really is about. Um, My final thing before we reach our final point uh, in this list is you, a big thing that came to mind and one that I I think is also worth mentioning just because it, it might be a commonly common thing that occurs is that kind of empty nester. Kids have gone, they're finished school. We have this extra money. Let's, let's use it. Let's go on those trips. we wanted to let's, let's buy, let's buy the things that house too, that we didn't have that we now have money for. So I, that is a really, I think, pivotal point that really can change the game.
1: So, you know, there's an expression that you, you can't have nice things when you have kids. Right? That, cause they, <laughs> I've they heard that. To, they tend to wreck everything. I, I've got so used to the, the things I have that I I just don't see things missing from my life. They really, I really don't. And I, I don't live in the, the a ginormous house and I don't drive a, a super fancy car. But my life currently doesn't suck with because of that. Like I, I'm a pretty content, happy person, and I don't work hard at being happy and content. It just, I just enjoy life as it comes to me.
0: I love that. That's that's that's, that's an outlook we could all maintain. So the final item in the list of avoid lifestyle style inflation until when is asking yourself: Do you really need to? And.
1: Do you really need to inflate your lifestyle? And we talked about this earlier, in, in every aspect of your life, you'll pick your thing. Pick, if you're a car guy, be a car guy and, and saw it off there. You're a car guy. Don't also be a golfer and a scuba diver and a, a pilot and all, a whole bunch of other things than a motorcycle guy. Be a car guy and call it done. You know, it, it, I, I enjoy furniture making. I also enjoy making furniture with a basic tool set. I don't. I don't like uh, sort of a specialized tool for everything I do. I I have a very basic uh, workshop of tools, just just the bare necessities, and I really enjoy that. It 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 uncomplicates the process. But that's my thing. I'm not gonna also be a motorcycle guy and a Tesla guy. (laughs) Like like (laughs) I'm. I'm not gonna try to be everything. I I I found something and enjoy. I invest my time and a little bit of my money into it, and I enjoy it. I I don't take it to the, you know, on steroids version of that hobby. I I keep it very tame because I I enjoy the challenge of doing things with a limited tool set. That's something I enjoy doing. So do you really need to is a question you got to ask yourself. But do you really need to in every aspect of your life? That is the question.
0: And just to reiterate this list, avoid lifestyle inflation until when this, these are just questions individuals can ask themselves if they are craving that lifestyle inflation. Like, I just want to clarify again on this list.
1: If I haven't convinced you to avoid lifestyle inflation. So if you are still adding until when to the end of that question, you know, if you're, if, if, if it's something that you have to do, these three points is the approach I'm suggesting you take.
0: And again, those three points are when you have a positive net worth, you can start, when the math says you can, and do you really need to. So that does bring us the end of today's show on avoid lifestyle inflation until when. We talked about what is lifestyle inflation, the problem with lifestyle inflation, how to avoid that lifestyle inflation, and then finally, as we concluded the show with, avoid lifestyle inflation until when. Thank you so much for being here with us for another episode of Simple Money Solutions Podcast. Remember that we are releasing episodes every other Tuesday during this time. We will have everything we talked about in the show notes for of today's show. So you can always refer back to it. And we did, of course, mention Mr. Money Mustache and The Minimalists, which we will also link to in the show as well. So you can refer to those resources after. Thank you so much for being here with us on another episode of Simple Money Solutions Podcast. We can't wait to have you back here with us the week after next. Until then, keep it simple.